Thank you for listening to Paper Cut Podcast, bringing you evocative interviews with local creatives every week from hometown heroes to hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place to see live music in Winnipeg for over 30 years. Welcome to Paper Cut Podcast. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with Janet Adamana. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, so I'm Janet. Um, I guess I would be kind of a writer, designer here in Winnipeg. Um, I run Sound Phrase and Fury magazine and now have been launching this thing called Raised Media Group. Raised hey. Media Group. Okay, hey. let's go to the beginning first. Yeah. Um, Sound Phrase and Fury, was that your first endeavor? Yes, okay. um, first creative endeavor anyways. Um, so basically... I went to Crecom, like a lot of us do. Crecom Mafia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so when I graduated, it was kind of like in a weird time where I, like the newspapers were kind of competing with the internet a little bit and Twitter and people are, were trying to get their news in different ways and like newspapers and magazines were kind of hitting a rough spot there. And so there weren't very many jobs in journalism at that point and so a lot of it was me working like random freelance jobs on top of working like still my retail job and kind of trying to balance all of that and I was getting like almost antsy I guess where I'm like well I just want to write and I want to write about music and I want to write about fashion and all of these things but there were no opportunities at opportunities at that point and so I was like well, blogs are a thing now so I kind of dabbled in that a little bit and started kind of reaching out to kind of independent artists from wherever. Um, and I kind of realized that I, as much as I liked the writing, I really loved magazines and just kind of how um, you can kind of lay everything out and kind of tell a story with the imagery as well as their story. And so I was kind of like, well, I still want to work for a magazine. I, there aren't really any opportunities right now. So why don't I try to make one in Crecom we have like a project where the, it's like the magazine project where you technically work on a team and make your own fake magazine and they have a whole magazine fair and everything so I was like well I kind of have a little bit of experience doing that so I may as well try it out and I published it um, through this thing called issue.com and kind of grew from there so now we have a team of there's four of us now, so I kind of five. There's sort of a writer and promotions director who lives in Vancouver that helps us out every now and then too. So, yeah, it's been kind of an adventure. <laughs> so for that project in Crecom, yes, um, are you still working with everyone that you worked on that project with? No, so that was just kind of like a school project, and we just picked a random, um, random like topic at that point. But this one was like, I really want to write about music. Um, and so I just started that. It was originally just on my own. And then I don't really know what made me do this, but I kind of went on Kijiji. And I was just like, I don't even remember what I searched, but I think I looked up photographer or something. And um, Ali Sigurdsson, who's kind of our associate editor, and she's been working really hard um, for us and helping us promote and stuff ever since then. But she kind of had an ad. I guess she wanted, she was just like fresh 18 fresh out of high school wanted to get into band photography which kind of worked out perfectly and she had an ad on there um just kind of promoting her services and seeing who would kind of hire her for that and I just reached out and said hey I want to start this magazine you and I seem to have the same um, musical taste because she was posting all the bands that she was kind of working with at that point and we ended up, our personalities worked out really well, and she was really into the idea and, like, loved it, and we've been kind of just both 
around with that. So, yeah. And then through Allie, um, she eventually also went to Crecom, and then she met Graham, and um, Graham's another writer for us. And so they came on board, and it's just kind of been a growing process since then. Yeah. We've... Um... We've had quite a few people who have gone to Crecom, myself included, but yeah. we've never really talked about it that much. It mm-hmm. seems like Sound Fury Fury has a lot of Crecom roots in it. Yes. So are you almost at the point where you're taking on intern? Uh, like, would you consider ever taking on, like, the work placement internships? Um, I, I always toyed with the idea. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that would work. Unfortunately, like, we're still kind of independent, so it's not like I could really offer... Um, like payment for it um, we've just kind of had a bunch of like volunteer Crecom writers like while they're in school to kind of get that their portfolios up and stuff oh, nice. like that hopefully one day especially now that um, we've launched raised um, there's probably more opportunities there as well because we're going to be working with like videographers as well so hopefully one day fingers crossed so yeah so what is raised so raised media group um, kind of came up to be because Sound Freeze and Fury, we've been doing, like, a lot of written content. It's a digital magazine. It's a website. And we've noticed that, like, a lot of people have been requesting more, like, performance videos and, like, podcast-type things. And that is something that we haven't... Like, we're all writers. We're all designers. And so that's something that we've kind of dabbled in video work. But um, most of us are wordsmiths. (laughs) And so I kind of wanted a way to... Um, sort of film things on a different project where we can kind of experiment without kind of um, I guess the worry is like I don't want to start filming bands when I'm not necessarily the greatest at videography just yet I'm not the best at audio just yet so kind of having raised we can play around with kind of the content figure out our own style figure out kind of the planning process of doing those types of things without it kind of um, diminishing any of the quality that we've kind of built with Sound Phrase and Fury. So, yeah, so we'll be doing a couple of interesting things in spring and summer and kind of using that to figure things out. Cool. Yeah. So, what, where's the name for the magazine come from? Um, so, it was actually originally going to be like a clothing line that had music tied into it. And so, me and my friend, um, we used to go on these concert road trips all the time. And you know, when you're on a road trip, you're sitting in a car for like X amount of hours and you just talk about random things all the time. And so, we were talking about this future, um, like clothing brand and we're just throwing out names and you know how like clothing brands always have like interesting names to catch your attention and we're like figuring out what logos would look like and I think I was kind of throwing about I really liked Sound and Fury like that book title and I was like well I like threes so I need to add another word in there and so I was kind of trying to think about well what are we going to do with this um clothing line what is it going to be about and one of the things was yeah like the writing aspect and writing about bands and having that roped into that um and I was like well phrase phrase is kind of like a it's words it's you know sentences and things like that and so it kind of seemed to flow and the more that once it finally turned into a magazine and I kind of solidified the idea behind the magazine being about you know independent artists and their struggles and kind of still keep doing what they love to do because that's just within them um that kind of seemed like that name 
really fit. It's, you know, sound because it's music, um, phrase because it's what they write and what they kind of sing about, and then fury because they're so passionate about what they do. So, yeah. So cool. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into the name. <laughs> yeah. I so love the, naming things. Yeah. So the first magazine, was it just you and Allie that wrote it? Yeah. So it actually the very first one that launched was just actually me. And then I realized how much work it was. And then I went and sought out Allie. So yeah. So the first year, I think she came on in, I think, the third issue and started contributing then. And So the yeah. first issue you took... You did all the layout, did all the articles, all the photos, everything. Yes, <laughs> and like back. made the yeah, and it was it's incredible. It was <laughs> a lot of work, yeah. And I, it was funny because I actually launched it on my birthday, and so I spent my birthday weekend doing this magazine. And like I should not do, it. and and now every single year I'm spending my birthday doing it just to because it the anniversary of it is always falls on my birthday now. Oh, so no. yeah, and I'm like oh that's poor planning, but yeah. No, it's always, it's it's a fun thing. I always joke, I'm like, oh, this is a lot of work, but then I think about it, and I'm like, what else would I be doing if it wasn't this, you know? That's so. a productive way to spend your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. just be partying, yeah. Yeah. having a good time oh, with your friends Oh, we do that after the launch, yeah. and like, yeah. oh, release day, okay, now we can relax, yeah. 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 So, what were some of the first articles, and like, what was your first magazine? What did it look like? Um. Oh, it was... I look at it now because I also went to DMD after Crecom, and now I have, like, the design background, and I look at the What's old... DMD? Di- oh, uh, Digital Media Design. Cool. Yeah, and so I look at that magazine, and I'm like, oh, just so many mistakes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was... It looked like... Um, I had one of those... You know those iPod docks that look like boom boxes back in the day? Yeah. I had one of those, and so I photographed that and tried to make it look all, like, retro-y and stuff, and... Um, our logo now is still a square that has the letters in it, but the original logo was just like the words in a big black box stuck in the middle. And um, our first um, couple articles, um, there is a guy from Vegas who his name is Bobby Heater. Um, and he his story was pretty interesting because he was working at, I think, the Bellagio making like he said he was like a chef or something he was making like 70 grand us just doing that and he quit it to go pursue his music and i just thought that was like the coolest thing hey that's really terrifying <laughs> but also like just to be so dedicated to something like that where you can like he could have lived off that for the rest of his life and i think at that point he was 23 24 so yeah so that was one of the first people that i interviewed um so it's not strictly local? No. Well, at the beginning, no. Um, I was kind of scared to go into our local music scene at first. I don't really know why. Um, I think I was just like a little bit intimidated by how robust it is and how many people are kind of in that. Um, but now we're focusing a little bit more on independent music just because there's so much here to kind of work with. And yeah. Um, you were mentioning earlier you when you were in Crecon that it was kind of a shift in the industry, the journalism industry where the less less physical papers and stuff like that. Did you receive a lot of pushback in the early days of the magazine where people might have been saying that, you know, this is this medium's kind of going through a weird transition right now? Did you have any kind of critics? Um, maybe not necessarily like when I launched the magazine because it was digital anyways. Um, but definitely 
when we had to pick our majors in the second year, all the teachers were kind of like, just so you know, Jay's kind of dying right now. Maybe don't go to that. And But I was not very good at anything else, I guess, and I didn't really enjoy it as much. And so I was like, well, I'll just give it a shot, finish my diploma and see what happens kind of thing. But yeah, definitely there were some people who were kind of iffy about that choice. And now I don't think that they question it, but definitely back then, yeah. Yeah, it's gone through an, an interesting transition where now it's thriving but mm-hmm. digitally, and it's it's a weird kind of like it's it's gone to a very interesting place. But I think there's still like places where people can carve out a lot of. I don't know where I'm going with that. I think I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, essentially, you're just saying that it, it's cyclical. Yeah, yeah, and but digital media, words. yeah, the rebirth, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, she and I. Me out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think though too, it has a lot to do with like. If you are the type of person who's flexible enough in that and knowing that, like, okay, as much as I'm a writer first, I can still try to fit, like, that part of me into other things like design or if, you know, you're a writer but you want to tell stories through video and kind of, like, having that in you to just keep learning and keep trying to see where you can fit your skills and what you like in that kind of changing industry. So I think that's what helps. So what? how did... Allie changed the magazine when she came in to play. Oh, she changed it so much. (laughs) Well, she actually, um, even before the magazine, I guess, she grew up with a lot of local artists and a lot of local bands. Originally, we were kind of only focusing on, like, emo pop punk, because that was kind of what we both really liked back then. Um, And so she kind of already had connections within the local industry, and she was... She was very outgoing and like very energetic and just really loved the idea. And so she was very much like our cheerleader. Um, and then just just being a passionate music lover, like her articles were so amazing. Like you could tell that every time she interviewed somebody, she really believed in that artist and wasn't just like, oh, here's my friend. Check the check them out. It was like, no, she's kind of did all the research and she made sure that these were bands that um, she wanted people to hear for their talent and things like that and so um over the years she's kind of been continuing to do that and yeah just kind of she's always been kind of like pushing me too because I know I've kind of sat in the background and not letting people know who I am but she's always been like I'm Allie I'm from Sound Phrase and Fury telling people about it and doing all those things and she's kind of been I don't know, an inspiration in that way of me, like, oh, maybe I don't have to hide and I don't have to pretend like, oh, this is separate from who I am because this is essentially who I am now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Can you explain that a little bit more, yeah. how how you wanted to separate your identity from the magazine? Yeah. Um, I feel like that was a lot of just kind of being a little self-conscious because this was like a project that I'd started by myself that it was really close to me that I felt if people didn't like it, it meant they didn't like me or they Mm. didn't believe in what I could do. And so I felt like if I separated that, then if they don't like the magazine, then that's, they don't like the magazine and it has nothing to do. Or if they don't like me, but they like the magazine and it's just kind of like a, there was like separation that I was a little bit more comfortable with. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So when, before you brought on Allie, realizing there was too much work for one person to do was it a little bit hard to introduce someone into that world into what you've created um like as far as control and stuff yeah yeah um it actually I lucked out with Allie I think because 
she kind of understood my vision for it and kind of added her own ideas as well. And so we kind of melded pretty good together at the beginning. And I very much trusted her judgment. I trusted kind of her passion for what she was doing. Like she, even though she originally wanted to be um, like a band photographer, um, she just really loved music and would always tell people about it anyway. She was like, oh, this is a cool outlet for me to do what I already do anyways. And so, yeah, I really, really lucked out with that. I didn't feel, I kind of was glad to have her there and have her kind of take it over and put her spin on things. So definitely helped me grow as well. So yeah. So, how many years has it now that you've had it? Uh, this is our eighth year. So. Eighth? Yeah. Wow. It's been a long Thanks. Yeah. And how many issues per year? Four? Uh, six. Six. Yeah. So, I think about 30-something so far. Wow. I'm not that great at math. So. <laughs> yeah. so, how? what are your, like, articles that you're, like, most proud of or the person that you got or, like, the most amount of work that you put into getting an interview and it finally came through? Like, just some of those, like breakthrough moments through those eight years Mm. let's see I feel like there's been a couple um I know one really favorite one of mine was kind of recent actually was um Lana Winterholt um and Mm -hmm. so I guess she her PR or her publicist kind of reached out to me and I was already kind of like low-key a fan of hers anyway and kind of creeping her on Instagram and listening to her music and stuff like that and so when that kind of came through and just being able to talk to her and actually hear um everything about her like latest album and where it all came from and that was like a really big moment for me because yeah she's exactly the person that I thought that she was like from listening to her music and kind of just getting to hear the background of where those songs came from was really cool um I guess it's not necessarily like a specific interview, but there was one year where somebody somewhere got wind of like the magazine and um, I got invited to be kind of like a media person at the Folk Alliance in Kansas City and they like paid for my hotel and everything and there was like it was one of those moments where I always thought I was like, oh, well, I'm a small time writer I'm not a real writer yet because I'm not getting like all of those little things you tell yourself mm-hmm. um and we was, tell ourselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're yeah. like oh yeah. I'm not real yet yeah and it's it was one of those things where um having people kind of take it seem to take me seriously as like a media outlet was like a huge thing for me where it's kind of like that was a really surreal moment and just being able to like see all these bands from all these different places and you know they're reaching out to me now being like oh come check out my band where it's like I'm normally the one searching the internet trying to reach out to people Mm -hmm. and yeah so it was kind of that was definitely like a big big moment so yeah when people reach out to us that that's always yeah. like an interesting yeah. thing. Like, yeah. oh, like you've oh, you know who we are. Yeah, that's <laughs> you. I'm so flattered. Yeah, yeah. Like, same thing for like five minutes. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, well, you can't be on the show, but thanks. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I should so have booked. Uh, sorry. Yeah, booked yeah. solid, but it's so flattering. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll put you on the wait list. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, we. It's getting to the point though that yeah. it's like there's there's got to be a wait list where yeah. it's just like sort of. If something falls through and mm-hmm. then like we got to reschedule and yeah. remove it's just so it's so strange so surreal yeah. that like 
we have to like schedule ourselves rather than like begging people. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. oh, I swear we're real. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. our first few interviews were much more like we had like a full, like formal letter that we like signed at oh the bottom gosh. like sincerely yeah. oh. like we had to fully explain like what we were mm-hmm. that like we were an actual podcast that like yeah all like all of our website and everything and now it's just like we could just message them from the paper cut mm-hmm. email and be like hey it's us like you already follow us so you know who we are yeah, and it's just yeah. like yeah. so cool so putting out you said six issues a year right yes for oh, us, smokes. yeah, like, so for us, it's like, okay, we push back a month or something like that, but how do you juggle when people approach you and they have a show that's going to be out before this issue or after this issue? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the planning process? Um, planning has been a little chaotic when it comes to things like that. Um, we normally try to do catch people, like, if they've announced, like, oh, in a month or in September, we'll be releasing this new album. So we'll reach out to them then. Um, a lot of times, though, it is very last minute. So um, a lot of t- we do have like, our website. And so we will often just, if it's kind of in between issues or we were already kind of done the upcoming one, we'll just give them space on our website. And people tend to like that, too, because then they can link their music easier and not have to technically wait till like, the next issue and stuff. So, mm-hmm, yeah. Nice. It's a creative workaround. Yeah. 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 Nice to have a backup. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And I just want to say, like, the magazine is so beautiful. Like, it's Thank so you. well done. The yeah. layout is exceptional. Thank and, like, you. is that, that's like a collaboration on that layout? Or is um, it mostly just you now? No, uh, the layout's always me. That, I think, is the one thing that I can't give creative control <laughs> over. The writing, photography, do whatever you want. But I think for me, yeah, definitely, like, the layout is where I get to pour myself into now so mm-hmm. yeah. it really is beautiful like cool. it's Thank so you. nice so with raised you were mentioning that you weren't so um weren't so proficient in in audio and video is that something that you're working on like is that something you want to get better at yeah so that's definitely something that i'm working on just kind of on the side as well as like at, as i'm a designer at work and so i've been kind of letting them let me use their equipment to kind of do little social media ads and things like that. And so definitely something that I really want to get better at. I know that that like audio and then visuals separately are all, they're they're both beasts. So Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be a bit of an undertaking. Um, But I don't know. I think I'm like almost obsessed with like trying things that I don't know how to do and like challenging myself. I'm like, if I can figure this out, that's cool. And if I can't, then We'll just never talk about it ever again. But I didn't try. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't try that. I didn't fail. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. I find that, like, most of the things, if I'm ever going to, like, oh, I'll just try this, like, it goes well. Like, even, for example, like, photography. Like, if it's Mm -hmm. going well, then I can do it. But if, if, like, even if, like, one thing on the camera just got, like, switched... You know, I wouldn't know how to fix it. That's like the biggest thing is that like if everything's going well, I can do it. And once something goes wrong, that's when you can tell when someone's not as proficient in something. It's like they can't fix when it's not going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be like set up perfectly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So like the video and audio, I can't even imagine. Like if something went wrong on either one of those like which one even is it yeah you have a big undertaking yeah it's gonna be so exciting it's gonna be exciting and like our community is 
like booming with people who are willing like I've reached out to a couple of people already and they're willing to help out which is like giving me tips and like letting Mm -hmm. me kind of sit in on video shoots so I can kind of see how people do things and figure out my own way but yeah so it'll be really kind of yeah the community is incredible Mm -hmm. that's really like something to be said which is like like if I have a camera and it's not working, I can just like go to the photographer next to me and be like, yeah. "Can you fix this?" Yeah. And then they just do it, and yeah. it's like, "Great, this mm-hmm. is awesome! Thanks so much." There's yeah. just not this like competition. It's right. just like so. Yeah, and yeah. do you find that transcends to a lot of different um, media? Like, do you find in in journalism and photography, do you find the same sense of community? If you ever need to reach out to talk to somebody. Or is it more cutthroat in <laughs> one area? Yeah. This is where we got to cut deep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. We want the juicy deets. I know. I don't know. I mean, I've never... I feel like writing in, like, journalism stuff, that's kind of... Like, it's a very siloed thing to do. Like, everyone has their own writing style, so it's kind of hard to reach out and kind of ask for tips. Like, I think in journalism maybe like the biggest thing would be you know how do I get my foot in the door that's probably like the biggest thing that people can help out with whereas yeah like I find in even just like the music industry or like the design industry and like you were saying like photographers has been super helpful and I think it is because like everyone knows that you have to start somewhere and it's like Mm -hmm. they remember what Mm -hmm. it's like to be that person like I don't know what to do with this camera I gotta pretend like I know what I'm doing here and so I think yeah it's been we're kind of lucky and I don't know if that's just like a Winnipeg thing because we're kind of nice and stuff yeah 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 Yeah. the other day I was uh taking photos at a show and I would like be in a spot and move to another spot and someone would go to the spot that I just was and Mm -hmm. I like wanted to tell him like hey, like, I don't know what I'm doing, so, like, you probably shouldn't go to those spots that I were because, I, like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, like, I was trying to be nice in another yeah. way. Just be like, hey, man, like, find your own angles because those aren't good ones. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that might just be you thinking that to yourself. Yeah, maybe. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, With great photos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could totally have gone up to him and been like, hey, you're here. What are you doing? Like, I wasn't getting it. And yeah, they yeah. would probably just, oh, like, yeah. let you know what's up. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Anyways, yeah. let's go. Okay, did you have something? No, though? let's go. Okay, I didn't want to interrupt. No. Um, we didn't really talk about your work as a designer. Sure, yeah. Let's yes. go there. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so I, after Krecom, did a couple of years of that and then kind of decided I really like designing as well as um, kind of doing the writing thing. So I went back to school. I went to Red River um, and did digital media design. Um, learned kind of web design and coding and stuff like that. And oh. so, yeah, that's what I do as my day job. So I actually work mm-hmm. for Cabela's Canada and yeah, it's been it's awesome. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. I get to work on like all their social ads and website design and it's a good day job. Yeah, good people. So can't complain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. So are you like designing like the Cabela's like catalog? Is that something that you're doing? Um, not me because I'm the digital one, but yeah, I'm definitely oh, yeah. on the team that my boss is the one that does all the catalogs and he's taking it like they used to be super weird and cheesy and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then last couple of years, he's kind of, we got also like a new marketing manager as well. And so he's, or she's let him kind of take creative control over that and kind of making it look a little bit prettier. Like our whole thing right now is like aspirational photography to be like, oh, you want to go out into the woods and hunt and do whatever you want to do out there so yeah that's 
it that's just so interesting like that's like a physical magazine sort of right yeah it's just like being yeah. part of that catalogs what a strange thing hey yeah you remember those big christmas catalogs <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh like and you had to Sears order yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 or you like circle all the things you wanted for christmas yeah and then you just yeah. like didn't get them yeah well, you, you leave them to, like, on the table for yeah. your parents yeah. 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 yeah the most famous catalog was the scholastics one. <gasps> oh yeah yes. Oh, and your parents would give you like 10, 20 bucks if you were good. And then yeah. you would just buy like the, I always bought like the stupid stuff that would never work instead of an actual book. Oh, buy, you like, were that kid. Yeah, like <laughs> the, the plastic like um, alarm kit where like an alarm would sound. Oh, but with it the never potato worked. thing? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was no. like learning science, but it never yeah. worked or I just never got it to work. Yeah. I remember like Captain Underpants, like a new issue is yeah. coming out and I'm like, I need that catalog. Yep. I need my new yep. book. Like, yep. we're going on a tangent now. But, but that's but, like the most. That's like the best part of childhood, though. I remember right. that. like the book fairs too, where they bring out like the big cases. So, did you guys get that at school? Like the big cases. Yeah, yeah the scholastic like the, book. Oh story. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those were great. But this is kind. Of, it's a bit of a tangent, but at the same time, we're just talking about like quality of design and like how this this thing made books interesting to kids like mm-hmm. the yeah. design of those is yeah. like yeah no kids like rush to the library <laughs> no. but when this classic thing came you're like mama needs some money like yeah. yeah that's so funny and i guess going back to the cabela's thing it's do you find it's an interesting balance of designing a magazine versus designing something that's trying to get people to purchase something like what would you say are the differences between those two um yeah, I think, I mean, technically, they're pretty similar in the sense of, like, when you're marketing for retail, yeah, you're trying to get customers to buy things. But then also at the same time, when you're doing the magazine, like, in, for us, it's like we're marketing the musicians and their stories and, like, getting people to hopefully, like, buy their um, music or concert tickets and things like that. Um, I think the biggest difference would just be, you know, for sound phrase and fury it's all about like the backstory and getting people feeling like they're connected to um the people that they're reading about or people that they're listening to whereas like kind of retail you're kind of like oh this thing looks really cool and it's on sale so get it now (laughs) so there's a little bit of that now like again like because we have a new team they're trying out a little bit more of that like let's connect with our customers opposed to just throwing price points at them and stuff and so right now it's an interesting transition that i get to um kind of do both at the same time now like within my day job as well as like my side stuff so yeah yeah that's awesome so yes oh my gosh i'm gonna get upset not upset <gasps> emotional oh, but no. <laughs> i'm gonna throw this mic <laughs> so i want to talk a bit about like like the opportunity not only that this magazine has provided for you but for other people because my first article ever was sound face and fury yep it was that was and we met yeah i think i i might have actually maybe Allie would have been on at that time because that would be the only way i would have heard of the magazine yeah would be through Allie because we went to high school together oh is that how it was yeah i yeah, think yeah. so so okay. i had gone to real love summer fest yes and it was just so cool and i was like i want more people to come to this festival mm-hmm. and i didn't know I just wrote in a diary about, like, how much fun I had. Yeah. And I was like, well, I want other people to go. Like, what am I going to do? Make a Facebook status? So. Super long <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So, 
Alice had set me up with you, I think, and we yeah. met at a coffee shop. Yeah, and I, do I just like this. yeah, and yeah. I just gave you my article and watched you read it. Yeah, and I was so scared. It was and amazing, actually my, though. My like, boyfriend at the time was also in the coffee shop. Oh, and okay. He kept on giving me the thumbs up, <laughs> and I was like, get out. Get out of the coffee shop. He's like, no, like, I, I'm, I'm just supposed to be here. I'm like, yeah, no, like you're Make ruining you this. My big break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, you read it. And you're like, this is good. This is great. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. This is so cool. And then I had to get like photos from my friend Crispy, yeah. and I sent them to yeah. you, and it was just so cool. And then from there to the Manitoban with my yeah. sample article from Sound Phrase and Fury, and that's how it all started. Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird, right? Because for me, I think about it too. I'm like, all the opportunities it's opened up for me are not even necessarily opportunities, but just like interests, right? That I didn't necessarily have before. And yeah, and I know like, yeah, Allie's gone on to do like amazing things herself and Graham's done amazing things. Mm-hmm. And like, even just some of the artists sometimes be like, oh, like a lot of times it's like, oh, you're our first interview. And then we get to watch them. Like Taylor Jansen, I think when we, inter- or Allie interviewed her, like that was the first time anyone even really talked about like Taylor's music and stuff and now mm-hmm. like doing amazing yeah. things. Yeah, so, so kind of where my my rant started was like <laughs> I want to know some of those like opportunities. I want you to brag a bit Ooh. about your like the opportunities that you've provided for people and like where they're going and where they've been. Like Allie, for example, yeah. where is she now and what what windows yeah. doors Windows and doors. Windows and doors that have opened. Garage doors. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think so. Allie was writing for us for a little bit and then kind of decided, like, I really like writing. I want to go to Crecom. And so um, she used a lot of the content that she was creating for us to kind of get in and fell in love with that. And now she's um, working for, I think, Travel Manitoba as their marketing manager. And she does her own, like, photography business that seems to be doing like really really well I don't know if you've seen her photos but they're amazing Mm -hmm. um and then yeah and so and then she the other kind of door that opened was for Graham Graham mentioned to me that they um were never really into the music scene at first or didn't really know what we had here until um they started writing for Sound Phrase and Fury and then they were like oh my god there's so much here and I love it so much and so kind of went off and worked for Manitoba Music for a little bit. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and I think they were a huge hand in, I guess they're doing, like, their snack sessions now. And, like, that was, like, a big project that Graham was a part of. And just, like, now they have their Drag in the Peg podcast. Best podcast in the city. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well-deserved. Yeah, and so it's, like, and that was just kind of those moments of, I think, what Sound Phrase and Fury has provided for people is just, a way to experiment and not have that pressure of like, oh, if I'm writing for the sun or like the free press or something, that's like a big, not not to say like a big deal, but you get a little bit, there's a lot more of that pressure to like mm-hmm. be perfect on the first go and not really have like that way of finding your voice. And I think that's kind of what we've been able to provide and kind of provide space for other artists too, because like the biggest reason we started this magazine was like a lot of times like independent artists they have to compete when they send out all of their like press releases and kits and stuff they're competing with like Drake's new album or like other you know and mm-hmm. so their stuff tends to get lost or people don't pay as much attention and we kind of wanted to give them all a space where it's like you don't have to compete you just have to send us your stuff if we like it we're going to talk about it and yeah so 
That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm like so excited just to see people kind of go their own way and see them grow from it. I'm not saying that like, oh yeah, we we discovered them, but <laughs> there's certain there's well, certain so, artists. Yeah. It's okay to say that. Yeah. In some yeah. cases that could be what happened. Yeah. That, that like happened. with Taylor, you know, like mm-hmm. you laid out you know if you're the first person to talk to them it's yeah yeah. and too and I think a lot of it is when we've reached out to them it gives them the confidence to take themselves more seriously as artists so that they're like oh well if this magazine thinks we're cool then maybe like other ones and so they feel kind of more inclined to promote themselves Mm -hmm. a little bit better so that they can go get those record deals and go do tour and actually like take their craft seriously play an arena taylor just played an arena that was huge i got so emotional and she's like so i'm playing an arena and i was like oh my gosh yeah taylor was just sitting here like a year ago yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and now in an arena so i've got one more question for you yeah um did you have one more maybe okay um, so you're at eight years now. Yes. Where do you see Sound Phrase Fury at 10 years and then at 15? Whoa. Oh, still hopefully going. That's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 10 years, I think, like, the overall, I guess, like, vision for it, once we kind of figure out that stuff with, like, the video and things, I would love to just kind of have, just to kind of be, like, a... F- all-encompassing like media outlet so yeah with like a little bit of the magazine maybe not necessarily publishing six in a year um but just yeah just kind of creating like a whole like internet hub that people can find just independent artists from everywhere and people can share it and it's so I'm hoping that yeah that would be like the two-year mark um 15 um I don't know I think hiring, just, you yeah, know, man, like, yeah. like money, money, and just, or just like a place to work. I think that would be like really like a legit office, office. space. That'd be cool. That would be nice. Yeah. And I think like for me, my like ultimate goal. So there's a magazine called Alternative Press. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that guy, he started it. He like made a zine, photocopied it on his, and then passed them around at punk shows. And now they're like 30 years in and this huge thing like their social media is like really good they do podcasts they do videos they to they have like tours and concerts that they put on and they have like an award show i think and so i mean that's not 15 years but maybe like 30 (laughs) award show at 20 at least (laughs) yeah no right (laughs) yeah so i know i just i'm excited to kind of see where it grows and Mm -hmm. yeah so what bands in winnipeg right now to wrap it up are you do you have an eye on um, I, well, I mean, I love Taylor Johnson. We're never going to not. Um, yeah. <laughs> Olivia Lenny was like always my favorite, which is weird because I, first time I saw her perform, she was 14 and she was like, I was working at the Forks at that time and she was, um, auditioning for like a bus, busker pass. Mm-hmm. And I just remember seeing her on stage and she's like, her voice is beautiful, but then also being like the way that she carried herself. I'm like she's gonna go somewhere when she's older and like where is she now like superstar or whatever and yeah and so definitely her i'm really into like yes we mystic Mm -hmm. um who else is there again like i mentioned like lana um i'm like have my eye on right now like erica fowler oh yeah yeah Yeah. i saw her on thursday at the manitoba music thing wow yeah like that voice oh my goodness and like she's so young right and so like just to know that that's going to keep growing and that's going to keep 
kind of like progressing it's like really exciting to see and yeah um and that just like shows like you just like named a bunch of like young women who are just like incredible yeah like Mm -hmm. from small town sort of like winnipeg vibes and that's like just so incredible that yeah there's like platforms in space and they're also the best like the best in the city are like these yeah like young up like up and coming like women yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so cool it's like you're so good and you still have so much time to keep figuring it out yeah i can't i can't even imagine how good you're gonna be (laughs) yeah exactly yeah well and thank you for having that outlet where people can go through and and get their name out there and and like you said you know that might snowball into them going in for their next interview and the next one and the next one and mm-hmm. it just grows from there right yeah so, well i'm you. honored to be a part of it and i'm glad that people still let us do that <laughs> yeah, yeah that's incredible thank yeah. you so much yeah, thank, thank you, you. and thank, thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with us on paper, paper cut, cut podcast, podcast. Thanks. thanks